say goodbye to incandescent light bulbs. They've been banned by President Biden. And get ready because they're coming for your gas stoves. Chain your gas stove to the wall to the house right now before they confiscate it. Plastic bags, plastic straws. Now they're doing it to ketchup packets and plastic utensils in restaurants in New York City. So if it is a convenience, if it makes your life better, if the Demo- the Democrats will figure out a way to ban it, and then they'll blame it, of course, on the climate. And by the way, if you get rid of your gas stove, if a bunch of us get rid of our gas stoves, then that's like John Kerry can have like 50 more trips on that private jet without any guilt because he knows that he's uh, compensated for it by taking away all of our gas stoves. Even that, by the the way, probably taking away everybody's gas stove wouldn't compensate for the damage that is supposedly being done to the climate by Kerry and his private jet. All right, welcome to the Yaakov M. Show on the VIN podcast on Yeshiva International, of course. Nucky Radio, Spotify, and more. Send us an email, josh at vinnews.com, josh at v-i-n-n-e-w-s, vinnews.com. We do get a bunch of emails. I do try to respond. I read them all, try to respond to as many as possible. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. We love getting your emails, so please reach out. All right, President Trump has been indicted. It's official, been indicted for the third time. Okay, DeSantis might as well just drop out now because he just... Can't keep up with all these uh, indictment surges in the polls. And and look, and all kidding aside, I mean, Trump himself jokes, it's not fun to get indicted. This is not pleasant. And Trump has so many different trials going on between the civil trials and, of course, the three criminal indictments. And look, even all these all these indictments are completely bogus. One is more bogus than the next. This one is, is pure gibberish, as I'm going to explain. But it still just takes a jury... Uh, you know, uh, an irrational jury and a jury of tr- people who, who suffer from Trump derangement syndrome. And a lot of these trials may take place in in, in locations where there are a lot of Trump haters. So it, it's I'm not trying to turn this into like not something to take seriously, because it certainly is something to take seriously. There are experts out there like Alan Dershowitz who say Trump is not going to go to jail, who say that justice will be served and you know he'll ultimately be exonerated. But it's certainly a very disturbing Situation, But Trump, not only did Trump do nothing wrong, this indictment, of course, has to do with uh, January 6th, but more specifically about Trump trying to, they're calling it overturn the election results. I would say Trump was trying to just ensure that things were, that the election results were done properly, that the election, that the person who ultimately ended up in the White House was the person who who belonged there, who got voted uh, fairly in by the, by the people. But either way, he was trying to uphold the Constitution, and of course now he gets indicted by his opponent, who ended up being the one who was declared the winner. So we'll get to that. all of that coming up. Do you know that the United States' credit rating has been downgraded by Fitch? Fitch, the credit rating agency, the credit scoring agency. This is a bombshell being virtually ignored by the mainstream media. If this happened under Trump, and this is squarely, purely the fault of Biden and the Democrats, and if this happened because of all the borrowing and, 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 and out-of-control spending— and out-of-control borrowing, reckless borrowing. If this happened under Trump, if our credit rating, it's only the second time in history, the first one, guess who was president? That would be Obama. So now Obama-Biden add this to their legacy that uh, the two only two presidents in U.S. history to have the United States' credit downgraded. And this is the stuff the media was having a meltdown. They were going berserk over this. Remember when there was a debt ceiling showdown, the media was sitting here telling us the sky is falling, telling us that if the United States' stellar credit rating gets downgraded, then that would be a, a, a catastrophic. And and now they're they're totally whitewashing it. I'll, I'll read you some of the stories over here, some of the clips, some of the quotes, I should say, from the mainstream media uh, talking about, hey, there's no big deal. No, don't worry. Yeah, we got slightly downgraded. They're calling it uh, a, a black eye. You know, it's a slight tarnish, but like it's nothing to 
go crazy about what? If this had happened under Trump, could you imagine if under Trump, it never would have happened under Trump because under Trump, the economy was booming, but Trump borrowed too much. I'll give you that. But the economy is doing so well, it didn't matter to anybody until COVID, obviously. So they they literally, if this happened under Trump, they'd be having a total meltdown. But here's what shows you. CNN is totally minimizing this. How disingenuous is this? When Republicans were threatening not to raise the debt ceiling, remember the Republicans said they were going to hold out. In the end, they kind of caved, but they said, we're not going to raise the debt ceiling without massive spending cuts. Okay, and what was the media saying? The media, the Democrats, those Republicans, this is what's going to happen. Uh, the United States has a stellar credit rating. If our credit rating gets damaged, if our, if our, if our credit gets downgraded, then that would be a disaster. The United States has to retain. They were talking about how this would be a disaster, and yet they're so disingenuous that now Biden does it. The media says it's no big deal. So Fitch's downgrade, It's like I said, it's historic. Here's, here's a quote from CNN, a headline, CNN headline about this. Fitch's, and they downgraded it from AAA to AA+, which I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're a country and when you're supposed to be the most powerful country and the most reliable, the most fiscally reliable country, you're, the, the United States' credit should never, ever, ever be downgraded by a shred, okay? So that's what this is about. Yeah, they're, they're never going to go and downgrade it to a B, Ho- hopefully. I don't even know at this point, but in other words, that's not the way it's going to play out. It's going to go from a AAA to a AA+, plus, but, that's a, but that's a huge statement. What they're telling, what they're saying is that the the government is in total disarray and in shambles. Spending's out of control, borrowing's out of control, and there's just no way to pay for it, and it's only getting worse. So uh, Fitch's, this is a, a quote, this is CNN's uh, headline, quote, Fitch's historic downgrade, maybe a black guy for the U.S., but not much more. Maybe a black guy for the U.S., but not much more. Unbelievable. Imagine, imagine if Trump were president, or imagine if this happened. Imagine if the Republicans said, we are not, we, we're shutting down the government. We are not raising the debt ceiling. And by the way, the, the, the country wouldn't default. They could say the country would default. It's not true, because there are plenty of programs that they can cut but still pay off their debt. So experts, this is not me talking, economic experts said that if they didn't borrow a penny more, they wouldn't have to default on any loans or anything, any debts that are owed. What they would do is they would have to cut spending in other places, which is exactly what should happen. But um, let me read you from CNN, quote, there may not be any lasting major negative ramifications from the surprise U.S. credit rating downgrade by Fitch this week, not for the economy, not for consumers, and not for the government's ability to borrow. Again, I'm reading from CNN. Normally, when your credit score as a consumer falls or your credit rating as a country, there are negative consequences. You're perceived as less credit worthy. If you want to borrow money, you'll be charged a higher interest rate. Paying more interest will then further constrain your finances. Here's why the United States is unlikely to see that impact from the Fitch downgrade. Because the downgrade was not a huge drop. Fitch cut the U.S. credit rating to AA+, from what was a sterling AAA rating. Fitch joined its competitor, S&P Standard & Poor's, which did the same thing back in 2011 when lawmakers ramped up the brinksmanship over the perennial political fight of whether to raise the country's legal debt limit. By the way, the reason that Fitch gave is, quote, the expected fiscal deterioration over the next three years, a growing general government debt burden, and the erosion of governments relative to AA versus AAA rated peers. So basically what they're saying is that the government, the economy is deteriorating in the United States, and they just keep borrowing and borrowing to try to pay for it, and it's not working. There's a huge debt burden, and they simply cannot compensate for it other than continued, continued borrowing, more borrowing, more interest payments. The interest payments are becoming a huge, huge, huge chunk of the overall federal budget. I mean, it's, it's just out of control. Any any person who looked at the, the finances of the U.S. government, if they said, listen, imagine you were running your own household this way, your own business this way, they would say, shut it down, declare bankruptcy, start over, because it's, it, it really is this bad. And now Fitch is going and saying it. 
And uh, let me read you more from CNN here. Quote, U.S. debt may be bad, but the U.S. economy is doing well. Do you believe that? See, that's a CNN uh, headline in this article. That's a subheadline in this article. U.S. debt may be bad, but the economy is doing well. While the U.S. debt situation may be unsustainable and a negative for future prospects, the U.S. economy, especially relative to other developed economies, has been doing quite well. Inflation's at its lowest level since the spring of 2021. This is unbelievable. If I can't, if I see this one more time, inflation, inflation at its lower level, lowest level since spring of 2021. What happened was, it's, it's unbelievable. So CNN sitting here, don't worry, the economy's doing fine, and don't worry, just ignore this whole, you know, this little blip, this little hiccup that Fitch decided to downgrade the U.S. credit. I mean, if, number one, if this were Trump, number two, if this were the Republicans, any Republican, I mean, they would be having a meltdown. This would be a big catastrophe. How could the Republicans drive us off the cliff? How could we lose our stellar credit rating? It happens under Biden. Oh, well, it's just a hiccup. It's a black eye. It's a black eye. Well, you know, you love that CNN. That's a news story, by the way. I don't even think it's an op-ed, but this is just a black eye. But, you know, it feels bad, but it's not going to have any ramifications. What? Fitch is telling you what, what I've been saying. For, for years, that the debt is out of control, spending is out of control, there's no way to pay for it, and it's only getting worse, and the, the government spending and budget and economy is in shambles. Government, the, 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 the U.S. government, from a fiscal standpoint, is in shambles. When they downgrade it, that's a huge deal. That's like, I mean, that doesn't happen. Like it only happened one other time. And at that point, also, things were disastrous. So like, like, that's what this is. And when they talk about how the inflation is at its lowest level. You have to understand that inflation is still rising. It's still rising, but it's just not rising as high. They're measuring how quickly inflation is going, and they're doing it year over year. They're comparing it to when Biden was already president. Oh, it's at its lowest level since the spring of 2021, when Biden was president, and he inherited extremely low inflation, record low inflation from from Trump. So I just, the the analogy, I don't even like the speeding analogy. The analogy is you're crashing to the earth. This is literally the analogy, right? You're crashing to the earth, and somebody's crashing to the earth. They're going 100 miles an hour, and then they're going 120 miles an hour. It's getting bigger and bigger, 140 miles an hour. They're, they're, They're up in the sky, and they're crashing down on earth. No parachute. Okay, 100 miles an hour, 120 miles an hour, 140 miles an hour. And it's, oh, wow, inflation is even higher than it was before. The speeding before we were 80 miles an hour, now 140 miles an hour. And then you slow down and you're back to 100 miles an hour. So you start your speed, you're you're, you're hurtling down to earth at 60 miles an hour. Then it goes to 70, then it goes to 80, and they're measuring it. Oh, wow, it's 80. Now it's 90. Now it's 100 before it was 60. Now it's 140. Oh, wow, 140. We're we're triple the speed we were going toward the earth that we were uh, a year ago, you know? And then, oh, wait a second, we got it back down to 90. Oh, we got it back down to 90. All right, everybody, you know, round of applause. You're only down to 90 miles an hour hurtling down to earth because they're measuring it against what already was high. They're measuring it literally month over month, year over year from when Biden began his presidency. It got so high. It eventually has to level off, even under Jimmy Carter. You, as high as inflation rate gets, they're, they're measuring the rate of growth of inflation. So it's prices right now are like five to ten times as high as they were when Biden took office. But now, uh, compared to last year, the, the, the um, level, the increased level has leveled off. So it's not increasing quickly the way it was a year ago under Biden. But it's still increasing. And, and, and and it's still way, way, way higher. And by the way, far uh, the, the the rate of inflation is far higher than the, the than the rate that people are getting an increase in their wages. Okay, increase in their salaries. So it's it's absurd when they keep telling me how the economy is in good shape because Biden made inflation so out of control that it eventually had to start to level off. It still hasn't leveled off. But it's in the process of leveling off, so somehow that's supposed to be a good thing, even though it's, like I said, it's off the charts higher. It, it, you know, it's quintuple, triple, prices are triple, quadruple, quintuple what they were when Biden took office, and they're not going down. They never go down. 
All right, but the fake news media, and, and look how disingenuous. You know, the media always talking about, you know what's amazing? When the Republicans were talking about freezing the debt ceiling, right, and, uh, and, and the media was talking about how the Republicans were the ones who were endangering the, the stellar U.S. credit score, credit rating, it turns out the Republicans were trying to help because look what happened. They did not negotiate a good enough deal. They did not cut spending enough. They raised the debt ceiling, and that's the reason. The reason that Fitch downgraded our credit, they're saying, is because the – well, par- partially because <clears throat> the economy is deteriorating, but partially because we keep increasing the, de- the, the debt ceiling without any plan to pay for it, without any way <clears throat> to cut spending to offset it. So we keep borrowing and spending, borrowing and spending. That's why. So it turns out the media is telling us how freezing the debt ceiling would be bad for our credit. And what Fitch is saying is no, that we're downgrading it because you kept hiking the debt ceiling – Without cutting, without cutting spending, without cutting government spending. So it's actually the Republicans, the conservatives, were trying to help the credit rating. So look how backward that is. At the meeting, the Democrats accusing the conservatives of being the ones to, 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 to put the U.S. credit rating to harm it, to, you know, to put it at risk. And it turns out that if they had actually negotiated a legitimate debt ceiling deal, if Republicans, conservatives had not, not well, maybe not the conservatives because they voted against it, but McCarthy and his Republicans, if they had not caved into Biden and agreed to hike the debt ceiling with minimum uh, spending cuts, then that actually would have been better because the whole reason that Fitch downgraded is because they agreed to keep borrowing more. All right, so Trump has been indicted. He had another fake phony indictment and by the way, I'm tired of people saying, oh, Trump can't win. There's no way that Trump can win. I see some, you know, there's, there's different, some conservative analysts say Trump does have a chance. Some say other candidates have a better chance in the general. I'm not talking about the primary. At the primary, obviously, he has a strong chance. Nothing's done until it's done. So I never, you know, want to make any assumptions. But boy, does he have a commanding lead. By the way, Trump announced that he's not going to be participating in the, fir- in the first debate. I still think the first debate could be fun. And obviously, we'll keep an eye on it with Vivek. They pronounce it Vivek. So maybe his name is Vivek Ramaswani and, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis. And there'll be a few people. Some people will be, you know, kind of the same old boring stuff, just the same old rhetoric, politically correct rhetoric, swampy rhetoric. But uh, there, are, there are some candidates that certainly can make it interesting. But, you know, people said that George W. Bush could not win. People said Bill Clinton had no chance to win against an incumbent, George H.W. Bush, back in 1992. I've heard so many times that these pundits, these experts talk about how a certain candidate can't win. They said Obama had no chance of beating Hillary. Obama came out of nowhere back in the primary. So it's like, how do you know? Nobody knows. And, well, I take polls. Polls have been wrong. Who thought that Trump was going to win in 2016? Who really said before November, before Election Day in 2016, who said, I'm certain Trump is going to win or strong chance Trump is going, Trump is going to win on either side? People on either side. There were a, a very, very small handful. I mean, there, there were some, but very few. So I'm tired of saying it. I mean, Trump can win. I'm not saying he will win. I'm saying he can win. He certainly has as good a chance as any other candidate. I know, but you don't feel that way. You don't think. There's Look at all the negatives. He has a ceiling because there, there's so many different variables here. So and, and all I'm trying to say is nobody knows. And we've seen so many examples where people said, we know, and t- turned out to have egg on their face. All right, so what did Trump do here? He tried, and I'll read you the, the charges here. All right, let me read you the charges. Trump, Trump has been charged with four counts, okay? Conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction and attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and number four, conspiracy against rights. I mean, what are these were You could literally take anything, follow somebody around for a week, and you will find a way to charge them with these bogus, gibberish, meaningless crimes. Meaningless crimes. They literally found things to charge him with because these laws are on the books and they don't mean anything. So let's fit it into what Trump did. 
Okay, conspiracy to defraud the U.S., conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Why? Why? Because he was trying to overturn the election, right? Because he was trying to actually get the vote count to fair and square. That's that's obstructing an official proceeding. Obstruction of an official proceeding. Attempt to obstruct an official proceeding. I don't know how that's different than than the second. And conspiracy against rights. Conspiracy against rights. What does that mean? Conspiracy to defraud the United States. No, actually, uh, if you ask Trump and his supporters, Biden was the one who was defrauding the United States. Trump was actually the hero trying to protect the United States. Uh, The allegations are that Trump pressured election officials to reject the results of the election in their states and concocted a plot with co-conspirators to fraudulently overturn the election despite knowing that the election election fraud claims were false. And by the way, this is what really it hinges. It all hinges on. They're trying to say that, oh, Trump knew it was uh, Trump knew the election results were in Biden's favor. Trump knew that uh, that he lost and Biden won. He knew the actual election results. They're going with the premise, number one, that Biden won fair and square. There's no way to possibly know that. Number two, they're saying and Trump knew that. Does anybody believe for a second that Trump is sitting there saying, oh, you know what? I, I know that Biden won and I lost. Maybe some Democrats actually think that. Maybe some Democrats are saying to themselves, oh, doesn't Trump realize that he lost? They counted the votes, election ballots. You really think that? Dead people voted. You really think that uh, they didn't count the votes fair and square just because nobody was actually watching and it was all mail. It was all mail in ballots and mail in ballots are, are so incredibly easy to fake and to and, and to stuff and, and 2000 mules and all of that. But no, Trump, he deep down, he really knows that Biden won. He lost. He's a sore loser. Anyone believes that? Like the one thing we all know and, and assuming he believes that he won and he certainly does then none of this makes any sense. And he's literally trying, he's conspiring, as they say, to actually uphold a fair election and actually have, you know, have the right, the, 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 the right, the, the, the legitimate winner actually be declared the winner. So, like, certainly the intent is, uh, they're always about intent, right? Hillary's about intent, they're always about intent. So his intent was certainly, certainly in the right place. You could see the, the, the most that anybody could say, someone who believes that Trump lost fair and square, and nobody can know that, we'll get to that in a second, but somebody who believes that the most you could say is, listen, Trump was misguided. Trump made a mistake. He thought he won, but he really lost. But they're going to actually try to prove Trump knew that he lost. He knew that he lost. I still don't know that he lost. Nobody knows that he lost. Nobody can possibly know that he lost. So, And then once that's true, then he's literally, he's actually trying, he was trying to use the democratic process. And that's the real disgrace over here is Trump, he did everything. He, he filed lawsuits in the court. He, you know, he tried to get the electors on his side. Everything Trump did was he literally tried to follow the democratic path that is set up for him. He literally tried to use the Constitution to uphold what he felt as the legitimacy of the election, get the actual election results declared. So he was he was he followed the process. He didn't break the process. The Democrats rigged the process. Uh, the Democrats cheated. And everyone agrees to that. The Democrats were the ones who broke the process. And Trump said, listen, we're going to use the process. And ultimately, the process, whether you like it or not, the courts and everything else, the electors, ultimately, they decided against Trump and Trump walked away. So he actually he followed the law to a T. He literally followed the law to a T. But what's amazing is, you know, I just want to, so, you know, so there's literally no crime trying to find votes that were cast and hidden, not a crime trying to disqualify the votes of deceased people is not a crime. And, and uh, these fake ball- fake ballots that mail in ballots because of covid, you know, it was unprecedented, the kind of things, the kind of shenanigans that were going on, the cheating that was going on. So tr- Trump tried to expose massive voter fraud. And as a result, he, he is now being indicted. OK, the indictment lays out specific examples where Trump uh, tried to induce results in states in Michigan. For example, the indictment says that Trump met with elected officials raised the, the false claim of illegitimate votes dumped, being dumped, but then he was rebuffed. The indictment says that January 2nd, the infamous phone call that Trump had with Georgia's Secretary of State, where he induced him to alter Georgia's popular vote. Well, Trump said 
I, I believe, according to the recording, he said, find me votes, find me votes, because Trump understood the massive amount of cheating that went on. And he understood that they only counted, they, 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 they count Democrat votes, they, 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 they hid and buried Republican votes, and they did all sorts of other shenanigans, and a lot of it's on camera, and they stuffed ballots, and the, a lot of the votes were fake. So Trump said, find the votes. That wasn't Trump trying to overturn the results. That was Trump trying to say, listen, they cheated, and we need to catch them on the cheating, okay? And we've been through this many times. But I just want to point out about election fraud, okay? Let's, let's say, let's say you refuse to accept the fact that the Democrats stole the election. Let's say somebody says, listen, you know for sure. How do you know for sure that the Democrats stole the election? Okay, here's what we know. Everybody agrees. I don't know how anybody could say with any degree of certainty, oh, you know what? Joe Biden belongs in office. Joe Biden was elected fair and square. You could say you don't know. You could say we have no proof either way. So Biden, you know, the process, he cheated. You know, he, it, maybe he cheated and and, and, and some, sometimes he success, he success, and he was successful. You know, basically, he successfully cheated. Maybe he did, or maybe not. Maybe there actually were enough votes, and maybe he actually belongs in the White House. You could say, like, maybe. But anybody who says, you know what, we actually know with certainty, we're, we can be confident that the man of the White House is the man who legitimately won the election. How do you know? Because everyone agrees they cheated. They cheated on a mass scale. The mail-in ballots, the 2,000 mules. Okay, the ballot counting was a mess. There was no oversight. Cities like Philadelphia, Wisconsin, a lot of these Democrat cities— you know, Republicans were sitting there, Giuliani, other Republicans sitting there trying to say, listen, we want to see this. We want transparency. There was no transparency. Everything was done in a, in a very secretive way. So nobody knows. So best case scenario, they cheated and nobody knows and nobody's investigating. There is no there was no there was no real legitimate investigation and nobody's trying to figure out who the winner is. So and we don't even have a way to stop this from happening again, by the way. And they kept saying, well, but Trump should just concede. Trump should just cave in for the good of the country, right, for the good of the country. So so everything Trump did. I, I don't know how anybody in his, his situation would not have done the same thing. You literally feel like they stole it from you. They cheated. They, they cheated and got away with it. And nobody's helping you. And the, and the Justice Department is a joke. And they're saying, too bad. Just deal with it and just cave in for the good of the country. And then Trump is accused of a, a, of a conspiracy theory, right? Because believing that the election was stolen, then you're the conspiracy theorist. What is that like? Remember the lab leak? That was a conspiracy theory until it wasn't. The Hunter Biden laptop, Russian disinformation conspiracy theory, right? So, so Trump is sitting there. He's watching them literally steal the election before his eyes, and nobody's listening to him, and the courts are shutting him down. And for the good of the country, he's supposed to step aside because he's a conspiracy theorist. And, and A.G. Barr, remember A.G. Barr? And I'm very disappointed in A.G. Barr. But let me explain to you what's going on with A.G. Barr. A.G. Barr goes and he announces, right, in December, I guess, back in 2020, he says, we've investigated and there is no election of, uh, there is no, I'm sorry, evidence of election fraud on a mass scale, a scale the, the magnitude of which would be enough, would suffice to overturn the results of the election. Remember A.G. Barr, he made that announcement and that was like the death blow to Trump. Oh, even A.G. Barr, Trump's big ally, A.G. Barr, he says, we investigated, DOJ investigated, we looked into election fraud. And there wasn't, he didn't say there's no election fraud. He said we don't have, ev he didn't even say, by the way, there's evidence that Joe Biden won fair and square. He didn't say any of that. His wording was, we have no evidence. We have found no evidence that there was, uh, there was sufficient election fraud on a large enough scale that it would overturn the results of the election and, and overturn and make Trump the winner. Can you, you know how, six weeks later, seven weeks, seven weeks after election day, you mean to tell me the DOJ, the slowest agency on the planet, the DOJ that took that's been investigating Hunter Biden for seven years, seven years of investigating Hunter Biden. That that investigation is ongoing. There is nothing slower than the DOJ. But after seven weeks, you're talking about an election, 300 million people, hundreds of millions of voters, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of ballots, hundreds of millions of ballots, cities all over the country. And after seven weeks, they can declare, oh, 
the election was fair, fair and square. We found no evidence of, of massive election fraud. It, we're good. We're good. Biden won. Trump lost. Are you kidding? I mean, it's a joke. It's laughable. It's, it, 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 it is absurd. The absurdity of it. I have no words to describe the absurdity of that. Can you think about that for a moment? After six weeks, seven week investigation, they're investigating Hunter Biden for seven years. How many years was John Durham investigating before he indicted like nobody or nobody that we ever, ever heard of? And he, and he lost. He kept, they kept getting acquitted. John Durham investigating the Russia hoax for years. The DOJ, they literally make a slug look like a marathon runner. There is nobody slower than the DOJ. They take years and years and years to investigate anything. If, there was, if there's a burglary, if there's a – I understand that's not a federal crime usually. If, they, if somebody jaywalks, it takes the DOJ – you know, 12 weeks of paperwork and investigating and probing. But after seven weeks, after perhaps the, the greatest, the, 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 the largest, largest, most massive uh, fraud ever committed in this country, if that's what happened. And seven weeks later, don't worry, A.G. Barr says, oh, we're, we're good. We investigated it. Case closed. And, and anybody it's le- and, and I understand A.G. Barr, you know, what's going through his head. It's for the good of the country. It's, it's, it's for the good. It's for the greater good. It's for the greater good. So whatever A.G. Barr, whatever his own calculations are. That's, you know, I, I, I'm disappointed in that, but it, it's meaningless. And he never said, oh, by the way, we have confirmed that everything was done fair and square. He said, we have not discovered enough evidence. Of course you didn't, because you barely even tried, because you already knew, because the whole system was rigged, because we can't allow this to happen. It'd be a constitutional crisis. So A.G. Barr did it for the greater good. So A.G. Barr, to me, has zero credibility. Now, now, now Trump is being prosecuted. I want you to think about this. Okay, how is this different if Putin... Okay, Putin prosecutes political opponents when they challenge the legitimacy of a Russian election, right? Russian election, Putin wins, like usually by like 80 or 90 percent of the vote. And um, and then Navalny or some uh, opposition leader, they'll challenge the legitimacy of the Russian election and Putin throws them in prison. Okay, how is this any different that Biden is now Trump challenges the legitimacy of Biden's victory and says, you didn't win fair and square, you cheated, and there is no investigation, and now they want to throw Biden's, DOJ wants to throw Trump in jail. Explain to me, please, how it's any different. And like I said, Trump was protecting, Trump said, let's do this democratically. Everything he did, he said, let's talk about electors, let's talk, let's go to court. Everything he did, he followed the democratic process. I don't even know if he needs to, because he literally believes that the Democrats cheated and did not follow the democratic process, but he did. And and, and for that, they're, they're claiming that he somehow conspired to bring down the U.S. government. And by the way, Trump is fundraising off of this. I'll read this quickly over here. Trump sent out an email, uh, quote, and he sent this out literally after this indictment, quote, Patriot with Crooked Joe's, corru- this is hilarious, this email, with Crooked Joe's the corrupt DOJ having unlawfully indicted yours truly yet again, reports indicate I could now face a combined 561 years in prison from the left's witch hunts. I'm literally quoting you from the Trump fundraising email off of this indictment. There's only one message someone can send by trying to throw you in jail for six lifetimes, and that is fear, the fear that if you vote for the only candidate who puts you first, you too could be arrested, indicted, and even arrested by the current Marxist regime in Washington because these endless witch hunts and indictments are not really about me. They're about you having a voice in your own country. I'm standing in the left's way. I always will. Rest assured, Patriot, if there's one thing I'm willing to risk my freedom for, it's your freedom. But while the Democrats continue to send America barreling towards tyranny, I ask that you peacefully stand with me during these dark times as one united Republican Party and prove that we will never surrender the country we hold so dear. By the way, a bunch of these words are in all caps. So that's funny. Such classic Trump. Back to this, however, if you're struggling right now due to Crooked Joe's policies and the sinister swamp creatures in Washington, please just hit the back button and go about your day. In that case, I don't want you to even think about donating, but if you can contribute even just a dollar, that our country needs patriots like you at this pivotal moment in history, please make a contribution of any amount, even just one dollar to show our movement will never surrender to the left's tyranny, even as Crooked Joe and his deep state thugs try to jail me for 561 years. 
All right, we are long on time as usual. I had a lot of other stuff to get to, but just one more thing here. New report on wasteful government spending. The Biden administration is spending. This is absurd. They're spending $300,000 to study why black children enjoy Japanese comic books. I mean, you cannot make this stuff up. $300,000. They spent hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to promote diversity. They're calling it now DEI. DEI um, is the new, uh, you know, that's the new cause. That's the new mission. It's diversity. It stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. DEI. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. So if you're DEI, it's just some woke nonsense. So the National Foundation for the Arts and Humanities awarded Queens College in New York $313,000 to conduct a three-year study to understand why children of color read manga, which is a Japanese comic book. A Japanese, we're spending $300,000 to understand why black children and minority children and children of color, not colored children, because that's racist, but children of color, enjoy reading uh, Japanese comic books. Uh, this is on, you cannot make this stuff up. Um, and the grant was provided under the Laura Bush 21st Century Librarian Program. The Bushes were big spenders by the Laura Bush, George W. Bush's wife. Um, that that program aims to develop a diverse library to reduce equity gaps and address is, issues of diversity, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. What a wonderful, what an incredible, what an amazing thing. What a heartwarming thing. Uh, this is the latest example of the Biden administration using tax dollars to fund DEI initiatives. State Department sent $100,000 to Palestinian groups to promote diversity and DEI principles and is spending $12 million to implement DEI in Iraq. We're spending $12 million People are struggling. People cannot afford to fill their car with a tank of gas, let alone buy a car. $12 million to implement DEI in Iraq? Are you kidding me? Nancy May says we should not rush to impeach Joe Biden. She says it'll be bad for the Republicans politically. She's essentially not saying, she's not saying, well, Biden doesn't deserve to be impeached. But she's saying, oh, that's going to hurt the moderates. It's going to hurt the moderates of the party if we impeach Joe Biden. Uh, Somehow the Democrats never worry about that kind of stuff. But we have Nancy Mace telling us, don't rush to impeach Joe Biden. You need enough evidence because you're going to somehow turn away the moderates. Are you kidding me? Listen, Nancy, figure out a way to ensure that the, the, the that Republican voters' ballots are counted, okay, and that deceased people and illegals are not allowed to vote in 2024, okay? That that should be your concern. And figure out a way to get you know Biden out. And I understand you're worried about Kamala and you're worried about Gavin Newsom and Michelle Obama possibly running. Get Biden out. Impeach Joe Biden. He deserves to be impeached. We'll pick up the pieces later. That's going to do it for today. And we will see you next time.